Welcome, everyone. You are now listening to episode two of Mostly AV, where we discuss mostly AV. AV thrown with a lot of other topics thrown in, attitude and sarcasm. AV with an edge. And with an edge, uh, Michelle. Let's uh, let's do our disclaimers here. Yes, yes. Uh, all comments, thoughts, and opinions are solely our own and not representative of our current employers, our future employees, or even our past employers. Unless or, we want to throw them under the bus. <laughs> or even ourselves sometimes, because we, yeah, do, we do practice sarcasm considerably. Exactly. Have uh, a humor, folks. It's pro-AV. Don't take true. yourselves too seriously. And we have David Williams on the remote Skype for Business from uh, a remote country location. Yes. Uh, where you at, Dave? Yeah. I'm in a remote country location. <laughs> <laughs> That's so you. Yeah. I'm in uh, I'm in Mexico City. Nice, Mexico. yay, day fa. We like si, that. Si, si, si. Beautiful. Muy bien, muy bien. So no comments about the audio quality because it is, you know, Mexico City internet <laughs> that yeah. we got to deal with. So absolutely, we may hear little drops, yes. out, dropouts, and things like that. We so. appreciate you troubleshooting to component level, and we'd like to to thank our sponsor Skype for Business. <laughs> They're not our sponsor They're, yet, but yeah, they might be in the future. <laughs> Can we get and, sued? And Verizon. <laughs> exactly. And Verizon, because of my, uh, my, my shitty hotel connection, uh, kept causing issues. So. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm hot spotting on my phone. Beautiful, uh, beautiful. The joys of being on the road. Gotta so um, I think uh, this is our second, uh, like you said, second episode. And on this one, we want to talk a little bit about the the importance of starting a pro- project off just right. Um, so this episode will be called Project Beginning Importance. Uh, the beginning is a very delicate time. Um, so I don't know about you guys, but in my integration days, I can tell you I experienced many, many, many painful nights um, that could have been avoided had uh, the right discussions and questions been asked at the very beginning. Um, so we're going to talk a lot about um, the importance of a thorough needs assessment um, during your first meeting with clients. It's not about building rapport only. That, that's the sales side of things, but also that's a good time to do a lot of like being quiet and listening to what the person is telling you they want to accomplish in a space, um, that kind of thing. And then that, of course, leads to a really good site survey where somebody is getting the um, ins and outs of, you know, how much room do we have in the freight elevator to get a screen in here? <laughs> things oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, writing a really good scope of work or, or a program report, depending on, you know, uh, what companies you work for or, or what angle you're approaching this from, whether it's integrator or consultant or something like that. So right. those things are vastly important. Um, and there's a lot of a lot of sweat equity that tries to overcompensate for those things being missing at the beginning. So we Absolutely. just thought we would talk about that on this on this episode. Absolutely. Yeah, those are all ter- terribly important uh, subjects and questions that need to be asked and answered. Well, and it's yeah. good to note, like, we've all worked uh, in integration. Jerry's still in integration. Mm-hmm. I'm in sales uh, always, even when I was in integration. But just off the cuff, do y'all think that, do you think that integrators do a very good job of onboarding their salespeople into what that process should be? Because mm-hmm. that... no. That is one of the things I will say to my integration uh, teacher, right, when I worked in integration for a full 12 months. They 
did an amazing job of training me. I am a site survey ninja. Like, I will put myself up against the best site survey person. But I don't see that translating as I work with the channel over the last six and a half, seven years. I don't see it. That, no, it's definitely not. There's a, yeah. From still being an integrator and right. dealing directly with salespeople, there's a huge, there's a vast, you know, you go from the guys that are like, they're, you know, they're telling you, oh, yeah, it's got green marble countertops. It's like, yeah, like we care. I don't care because it's we like, don't cut but marble. But what's the ceiling height? Right. <laughs> Things like that. All the way to the guys that are like, you know, well, you know, I took two pictures of the room. You should be able to ext extrapolate all the information you need from those pictures. And it's like, no. Right. Because they didn't bother to pop a ceiling right, tile. Exactly. It's like, you know, the worst part of it that I've experienced is that they don't even invite the designer along. Mm-hmm. You know, a yeah. lot of people consider the salespeople, and this di this differs greatly between companies. Oh, absolutely. Some companies kind of rely on the salesperson to to be that entire interface with the client without the technical right. guy being there next to it. Um, I can tell you right. from where I found most of my success and the better quality relationships created is when I team up as a designer, team up with a salesperson and we go in and we're, we, we show up as a team. Right. And there's a part of the, the client handling that happens with a sales guy where he's like selling them on the company. Yeah. And then, then, then they need to know it's like, okay, at this point you shut up Yeah. and then let me, you know, get the information required to be able to a design the proper system that meets their needs and ask the right questions and listen more importantly because a lot of times I, i'm god how many times yeah, i that, feel like kicking that the doesn't and... happen <laughs> it is you know a lot of people equate with my ability to talk as being a good salesperson and, and that can that can be true in some at some level right but we're we're not in this industry you can't just be a salesperson you are whether you have that title or not you are also consulting you need to be able to ask a question an open-ended question and then be quiet and start taking notes right because and and not stuff like you know let me show you the coolest new technology that that should come at some point but that's in the problem solving phase of things and it needs to start off with and and when projects work well they start off with not talking about technology so much as let me let me understand what you're trying to do right in this space absolutely that's vast i can't tell you how many systems i've seen where it's a huge equipment list um, back in my engineering days, and I would get a huge equipment list. And can you draw this out? I'm like, sure. What are they doing? I don't know. I'm like, okay. Well, this list of equipment can can operate about ten different ways, if not a hundred. And I need to know what they're trying to do. You know, that it's a puzzle, and I can put it together to form many different pictures. And and you didn't find out what they're trying to do in the space. And that's the critical, most critical thing you could ever find out is what are they just what just simply what are they trying to do in that space. And then after that, the technology is just a fun way of solving those problems. Well, and, and to further that, because you mentioned earlier, you touched on uh, determining what they're trying to accomplish. Also, how they're going to accomplish it, right? Because there's the actual, we're trying to get a video conference done. We're trying to incorporate collaboration on an interactive display. Uh, but how do, the, how do the users use the room? Because exactly, yeah. if they plug in their HDMI cable to a back of a display, but it's the front port on the interactive display, it doesn't work. Why doesn't this work, right? right. There's that immediate pain because we haven't really flushed out how their users are, are acclimated to engaging with the technology. Yeah, one thing that I've 
found out recently over the last uh you know four five six years where it's really critical on figuring out the culture yeah of the company Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of there's a lot of companies where the culture is basically you got the smartest dumb people uh-huh. working there right you know, they're this, brilliant these, these guys can no design spaceships and stuff yeah but they can't, can't figure out how to turn the system on sure and Agreed. or how to route a it's, signal it, <laughs> so basically conversationally right now we've moved from needs assessment into more of a um definition which depending on your industry and depending on who you work for that would be called something of a scope of work or a program report um i i love program reports uh, I, I find them more user uh, facing than a scope of work. A lot of times, right. scope of work, and, and and it's important to have it. They'll they'll go into a lot of what what's not going to happen and the legal ease of of the work and the the labor portion of it. But as we're a program report, generally speaking, is more uh, geared towards this is how your user experience is mm-hmm. going to be defined. That's it's so important because those two things need to go together. You have a needs assessment. This is what they want to do. And then you have a scope of, a scope of work or a program report that says, this is what I understood you said you wanted to do and how we're going to accomplish that. Right. And if you don't do those two things, which I can tell you right now, is extremely common. That That's a favorite thing for people to skip in the beginning because it's time-consuming. Yeah. Um, Clients usually come to you and they're in a mad rush. Hey, we got to move and blah, blah, blah. Right. And so it's really easy to get caught up in that excitement. And go, okay, we're going to blah, 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 blah. Well, hold on. You need to slow them down for just a minute. It's in their best interest to do that. Slow mm-hmm. them down for a minute and get them to accurately describe what they're trying to accomplish. And you describe it back to them. Okay, I understood this. Is that correct? Because a lot of times what you're going to be shocked to hear is, no, that's not what I meant at all. I meant <laughs> right. that's your chance. That's your chance right there to fix it right now in the understanding phase of it before, you know, 28 pages of drawings get shit out to a bunch of other people who have to stand there with a soldering iron at 12 midnight going, well, I don't know. This isn't going to do what that guy just said he wants. I would <laughs> That's tell not you, the time to find that out. Uh, of 100 salespeople surveyed that I know and love and work with, uh, I, would, I would guess that 95 out of 100 do not ever create a program document that talks about how the customer and that's mm-hmm. probably what elevates the five out of 100 that do right exactly Absolutely. so then the measure of success becomes how awesome is your engineering and tech people that they can overcome that lack of information in oh, the field absolutely and yeah you know and, and so it really is it's a race against against time and money to figure out how can those talented folks bridge the gap between my lack of understanding of what that person wanted and what we just delivered it's oh yeah absolutely i'm constantly there you go guys that's the end of the show there you go we're done thanks guys (laughs) y'all all write this down and then give us five stars on itunes yeah (laughs) (laughs) but no seriously actually going back to that i gotta do my pet peeve because throughout my whole engineering career is my biggest biggest pet peeve is getting an email from a salesperson type <laughs> saying, hey, do this proposal for so-and-so. They want a 70-inch vi- you know, not even, you know, video conferencing room with an Apple TV and a click share. And, I'm like, you know, it's, it's just having a fear. I was like, what does that mean? It's like, obviously, you can't, you can't build a room on one sentence. 
And yeah. it's like, did you even have a conversation with a client? Right. To the uh, point, yeah. Well, and they also need it turned around today or tomorrow, if that's okay, because you don't have anything else in your pipeline. Right. I just spoke with a, a, an engineer today that I've worked with for over seven years. Uh, auditorium, mm-hmm. a one-page sheet of paper with like 15 items listed, like, hey, we right. need this in two days. Exactly. It's like, like no, we're not doing this. So, But at what point, that's the problem also, because sometimes you have clients that they don't want to have the back and forth. But if they don't want to engage, then maybe they're not a good customer. Right. I mean, I have. Right. Clients... Or you're not talking to the right person. Right. Right. Know, right. There's right. no shame in saying, "Hey, um, you know, who, who else might be uh, have a vested interest in how this comes out and yes. have some insight into how it's going to be used day to day, and maybe they'll, you know, maybe they'll bring that person in. And if not, like you said, maybe they're, maybe you're just not. Maybe they need to deal with more of an order taker person that just kind of like, oh, let me give you a whole bunch of stuff and hope for the best. But <laughs> well, and the also the, day, the budget. Budget. Come back. <laughs> we're, we're taught that you know it's not polite to talk about money, right? So right. nailing somebody down on a budget conversation—that's huge. Oh, it's huge because that's a big I, one. I know integrators that are literally doing revision G, H, and I. That's mm-hmm. gee. That's horrible. That's a new mm-hmm. word in Pro AV. That's like it's like a puking sound. And for you to waste that much of your engineering resources, don't stop the insanity, right? right. It, it means that things were not vetted. Of a program report, because it, it should have an estimated like budget total. Are, you, or, or, are or, we designing our roles? You know, and you could say, here's here's some here's three options we talked about in this room. Your good, better, best. Your good is in the range of you know twenty fifteen to twenty thousand. Your Better is in the range of twenty to twenty-eight thousand. Your best yeah. is in the forty-thousand-dollar range, and then they, without having to look you in the eye and worry about saving face or anything dumb, that's right. That 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 gets in the way of progress. Instead of them having to worry about that, they can they can circle that box and say, okay, I choose this level, I choose that level, and per room, and that gives your engineer some something to look at and go, okay, good. They can't they don't want to go over this amount, so. Yeah, maybe I don't throw in the direct view LED in their boardroom. Right, exactly. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't even waste all of our time going down that rabbit hole. Absolutely. Because they've already looked at that number and they already said, wow, way out of my price range. Right. So, okay, so let's assume, okay, regardless of who's doing the site survey, because let's be right. honest, not all engineers are created equal. So true, there's, true. there's some hacks out there yeah. in, in every position in every industry. So... What goes into a great site survey? I mean, I would. I used to take on a camera, not my phone, a literal camera, and then I'd have to load the pictures. Easily, Two thumbs up, Michelle. Two eas- thumbs up. Easily 40 to 50 pictures of a space. I mean, we're popping ceiling tiles. We're popping and locking. We're writing down every piece of OFE. We're taking pictures of nasty racks that we're probably mm. going to rip and trash most of it. But it paints a picture of what we're walking it does, into. It does. And that, that's, I, I can tell you from still being a design engineer yeah that right now the the difference between a successful account manager and a salesperson is the sales guys are talking about stuff that's relevant yeah and they're not paying attention when the customer walks them into their room and -hmm. says this is what i want to do in this room Mm -hmm. since this i've seen i have i've dealt with great technical people that are engineers themselves Uh uh-huh and no, it's like, hey, I need to convey this information to my guy who's actually going to add it up, create a bill of materials, dry it, draw it up, and whatnot. 
I've also had guys that, again, that guy that takes two pictures of the room and mm-hmm. wide aspects and here's the room and, and gives me five bullet points of what the guy wants in that room, and which is, it's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. It's you know, a waste it, of time. To, to, and to be fair, mm-hmm. if to be, to, to, to be done right, it's an incredibly tough job because, like I said, you are kind of wearing the head of a consultant for a minute. you got to think about, okay, the guy wants to... Dude, I don't know. Let's just say it's a VTC, small VTC room. Mm-hmm. Right. You walk in the room and you got to quickly identify, okay, what wall makes the most sense based on their furniture, possible layouts. Mm-hmm. Okay, that wall. And then and then you need to quickly go, okay, so let me jump into my infrastructure hat, put that on, and make sure, can we? is there a cable path to be had? Mm-hmm. Is that possible here? And if so, how does that, how does that now direct my equipment choices? And right, is exactly. there, based on that, based on that, display and camera location does that have a camera pointed at a at a, um, at a glass a window um, window where there's sunlight all the time and maybe they have blackout shades but there's no channels in them and, and just all these things that you need to be thinking about and yeah it's a marble it's beautiful marble but it's also marble topped um, highly reflective hard, reflective. hard hardwood floors yeah. and glass and somebody needs to tell them hey um, I, I need to break this to you, but this is not a good space unless we can do something about your acoustics in this room. Right. Those things matter because what happens if you don't do that is you got some poor guy that just went to three or four buy-amp classes and is trying to solve an acoustics problem in the damn DSP, and that is not going to happen. Right. It's just not well. You know. There's it's only just, so much you can do with the physics of yeah, the room. You no. get where, yeah. And somebody needs to be able to boldly say. Yeah, I can see why you want to use this room. It's really pretty. However, this is what makes it bad for the intended purpose that you just described. Well, right. and I will say, I, I saw at the show... And then ask them, is there anything we can do about those things? Let them, let the, give them the opportunity to, to um, reject that room at that point. You're just pointing out why it's not a good option currently. Well, because when it, it fails, you know, that's a yeah. CYA move. Because right. you've already said, this is a horrible space. But, of course, right. it's their that's premier exactly space. Because right. every boardroom is a racquetball court. Right. I mean, they literally just go yep. pull out their, dust off their old gymnasium plans they did when they were in college. And go, oh, yeah, here's the squash courts. Here's the racquetball right. courts. Here's the new boardroom. Right. 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 But I think Michelle was getting to a good point here about something she saw at the show. Because I know it's exactly what she's talking about. I saw some really nice acoustic treatments not like the cone type stuff which is right. great and awesome and very yeah, what talking about, yeah. but i was like custom printing and logos and and oh, art and artwork uh, exactly yeah. different shapes and forms and stuff that i i was like this should be at an architectural show actually right. you know yeah, yes. an ae what yeah. is it aia show right, right. yeah because exactly. they they are the ones that need to see this so that they know because they all want to add the glass hallway barrier now instead of a nice piece of drywall that has some level of absorption right. and that just right. adds to the racquetball effect but there's some really attractive i was shocked i was yeah. pleasantly surprised and the price per square foot was yeah Absolutely. was and I, they've come a long way i think you know part of it is is that is getting salespeople and designers mm-hmm. aware of this dave and i have a lot of experience that because him both him and i come from the recording studio world right. where it's, it's it's not optional it's exactly. critical and you know so we understand the acoustics portion of this and we know you know those treatments have been out there they're they're getting better right. all the time you know stuff that's out there right now looks 
awesome, gorgeous. Yeah. Compared to stuff that was out and, five, know, ten years ago. Even three years there's ago. A yeah. un, there's an unintended benefit of bringing those things up, too, is what sometimes it's because we're just con- we're having a conversation, right, mm-hmm. with those people. And so sometimes, conversationally, if you say these things, they'll that's a trigger for them. Oh, yeah, well, we're actually, we're on that. We have carpet coming in. And and that you now you needed to know that because you can ask, well, when's that scheduled to come in? Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, it's a week before they're going to move. And well, guess what? Yeah. I can't come in and install AV stuff until your carpet and furniture is in place. And yeah. You, see, you just you just now conversationally brought to a head something that could have been catastrophic to find out the last minute. Well, exactly. and I would say exploring what the ceiling treatment is. Right, because right. lots of boardrooms might have some dropped hard deck something or other or with some cloud. pendant some lights. Famous clouds yeah. and well, or yeah, even that, that when goes you can, to cable path. or even if they're just even if it's a two by two ceiling tile, there's different mm-hmm. ratings on these tiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a very minor investment, if right. that's what you have in the Absolutely. room, you can help yourself. Right, help yeah. help you, help us, help you. Yeah, because there, there's an amazing that's another amount great of, question too, Michelle. Yeah. Great question. When you're in there, is this the same ceiling tile you're gonna you're gonna keep this tile, right? Because that would be a great time to find out. No, actually, we're going in with one by ones or something weird. Well, <laughs> you just drew in all this stuff. That's not gonna work. Well, because think about it. Right, a lot of times, like the the landlord, the building owners do not replace ceiling tiles um, as a standard course of business. Mm-hmm. And so I know this because in my old office building, I was breaking the city of Houston fire code and smoking in my office because I'm just a jerk that way. But I was a lot younger. I would never do that today. Um, and so, of course, there ended up being a really nice amber cloud um, uh, that was coating the the tiles. And I just thought, how are they going to re- re-rent this room, right? This space, because yeah. we moved next door. And I was like oh that looks horrible note to self i'm not smoking in the new office but you know and granted it was like the right. 90s you got away with a lot more the early aughts it was already against the law don't look at me right. like that Jerry. no i'm Jerry's actually, I'm actually like, listening to dave's audio thing it's like oh, is that montezuma's revenge going on <laughs> he might have drank yeah, it's a squeaky chair they gave us gave me so um <laughs> yeah that that's a good point michelle with all the ugly old tiles and stuff i think now sure and certain manufacturers have um, a color palette for various stages of nicotine problems and oh, spaces awesome. that you can. No, yeah, it's I pretty great. That. Yeah, you can. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I'm glad. I don't think it's sure. It's probably someone else, but we love sure. Hashtag yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, just gotta throw in some hashtags. Well, they're 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 problem solvers. You know, they have all these different um, color palettes. How old is the ceiling? 15 years. You uh-huh. smoke? Yes. Okay, that's this. It's eggshell number 44. <laughs> oh, well, so Jerry brought up a, a pet peeve of his. And I have a pet peeve as well because I was trained um, as an idiot AV person because I was green. And so all I knew is what they were teaching me on the AV side. I was forced to write the scope of work. Now, I got really lucky because um, my design engineer, although he was supporting five salespeople, and as a result, you know, oftentimes it would take two to three weeks, right, to get your stuff back because engineering doesn't happen in a vacuum. Um, I They used a lot of Extron. And Extron has always had a pretty rockin' website, which I think everybody gives kudos to every manufacturer yeah. that has a really easy-to-use, easy-to-navigate you know, website. And I used to always push back because they'd say, oh, you got to write the scope of work. 
but it actually taught me how AV systems work because I'd look at the line drawings because we actually had line drawings and then I'd have to figure out what everything was based on a part number which you could just start to type in and then it would auto-populate your choices and, no. and I'd be like we're connecting this device to this but I would know what it was called and but what I didn't like was that I spent all this time painstakingly, you know, something the engineer could have done in 10 minutes because he designed it. Right. And I was always like, why do I have to do that? He already designed it, but whatever. They were right. I was wrong. But then it didn't get to the, my guys in the field. The installation team never looked at the line drawings or read my scope of work. What's up with that, guys? Where's the disconnect between deployment yeah. And the it's project management. I, no. I know, but why even and we used to have job initiation meetings, right? Gym meetings, right? That's the kickoff meeting or whatever other people call it. You're dating yourself. I know, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm old kidding, school. I'm, I'm very I, they still had VGA. They were still talking about the analog sunset, you know, back in 2010, 2011, yeah. and we still have VGA to this day, right? But yeah, where is that disconnect? Why why don't the guys in the field know? Why you know, aren't they a, given the tools? A lot of that has happens because we're too busy no a lot of that happens per, no, per project vendor. management project management well, and how the structure is built the, on that particular integrator yeah there's the project manager ultimately though needs is, is the one responsible for making sure that your engineer and your techs and stuff have the drawings and the, the correct information right yeah and yes. if they're missing something that's when they say hey your scope of work is incomplete i need right. to have that back because my my designer right. A lot doesn't of have enough information. And then when they have the drawings, they have to go, okay, I'm hey, Mr. Designer, plot these out with your cable labels and everything else, yeah. and then I'm going to go take them to my team. I think one of the things is that uh, the scope of work is really for the project manager mm -hmm. and end user, mm -hmm. which the, the scope of work needs to be detailed enough to be able to do line drawings from. Mm -hmm. Because it, the, the installers need the factual non non-interpretable mm -hmm. line drawings scope of work can still be interpreted okay that good point that's you know, a very good but, point. but the scope of work also gives you how it's supposed to function yeah which technically installers don't quite necessarily need to know but wouldn't it's that good, be good, good. No, it for is good. us to educate them well it should, it should be part of the package a yeah. good integrator will give we'll out an installation package that, that includes the bill of material scope mm -hmm. of work and yeah. line drawings okay um and that should be. I feel like they. Now. I feel like they do need to know what's in there. No, and I, 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 don't, I don't think they conceptually whether yes, they you're, admit you're correct. or not, or, you're, you're, or realize it or not, because they ultimately always end up calling in to ask you something that. Yes, you're and, correct, and, it, and it's not their fault that they yeah. just don't have the information. No, I, I understand. You know. I'm saying technically. Yeah. Te technically, <laughs> as, as, well, hang <laughs> no, on. No, out, no. Out, of, out of the three of us, I'm the only one to spend considerable time as a installer. Oh, that's true. That's you know, true. as an installer, with you know, if you have half a brain, all you need is the line drawing. Yeah, technically, that's all you need. As a matter, the scope of work may confuse. May confuse. Depends you. on where you work, though, Jerry. Because a lot, of, a lot of times, these guys are technicians are also charged with commissioning the space, and so that gets into configuring a device. Hey, right. do I need to set this codec up for dual monitor? Right. Um, I see that there's one on the on the drawing, but there's not another one on the, that stuff just comes up. No, I, no you're, you're, you're correct. You are correct. But that, you know, again, you have different levels of uh, technicians. That's true. Yeah. You, that's true. you know, and generally the, the person, Fuller, Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah, is, yeah. You know, a Terminator, a lead. And, and a lot of companies interchange PM with leads. Mm -hmm. So that, that, you know, they're dual hat wearers or right. more. Um, 
so yeah, in that scenario, it's, so it's really in, it's really dependent on the workflow of that particular integrator. Most right. in, most integrators, uh, the bigger ones, yeah, you know, the ones that are in the top ten integrators of the country, every, those integrators will have a very separate, uh, basically workflow for every step of and every level tech. Mm-hmm. Where this is what you do, you don't do anything outside of this. This is what you're responsible for stay in your lane yeah and whereas you go down to the smaller ones then all of a sudden you got hey you're the pm slash lead slash you know <laughs> lunch go getter you know and th- things like that so it, it it really varies based on how that company's laid out but yeah in concept yes everybody should have there should be a packet that includes build material scope of work line drawings that should go to everybody yeah. in the project yeah agreed so that way there's no excuse that you didn't know Right. Well, yeah. Agreed. And you know what? That's a great segue. All of this is really into mm-hmm. our next, our next. Uh, what do you want to call it? Our next uh, topic, maybe? Or yeah. are we going to have like these cool graphics one day, and we can call it? This is our next. I don't know. Come yeah. on, you're the podcast. Yeah. Uh, professional. <laughs> what do we call these things? We're, it's a segue. <laughs> we're segueing into the next. Well. Tales from it's the, the next crypt. What, Tales. <laughs> Actually, a little, little uh, as as we're moving on, we are we are eventually planning on moving into video. So this show will be vid- uh, recorded video wise uh, on YouTube. Yeah, I'll and apologize the whole in advance. Yeah. But well, no, that's dependent. Let, let us crawl well, before we run. I, yeah. Well, I've got to get my Botox budget back in check, along with my injectables <laughs> and fillers. So there's there's a lot that goes with this. I already have lighting though. Oh, I did. My. I know. I'm there. Awesome. And we'd like a nice backdrop, so yeah. Yeah, we do need need that. Bro. I know. So we're we'll, we'll get there. We'll so get yeah. there. Give us time. We're gonna have to charge Skype for business and Verizon more for their sponsorship. I'm That's suspecting right. we're up in the rates. Well, I am curious because so tales tales from the AV dark side. Yes. right? that's what we're going with. The yes, list. we're yes, gonna yes. talk about like uh, some funny, horrible. Funny in that sad, tragic, painful. That we've, we've seen and experienced, and sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it really is funny. <laughs> you can't believe that you're looking at what you're looking at, but but ultimately it's the outcome of maybe the first stage is not not having gone so well. Yes. So I'll, I'll let one of you guys start off, Jerry. I know you got some good stories. Jerry has some good stories. Uh, how you many years first. do we got? I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep it sub 35 minutes. Our people Actually, are busy. The, the the worst case scenario is when I was a and actually I was a project manager slash lead. And uh, we had an engineer who did not belong in the industry. <laughs> he happened to have every certification on Earth, almost. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, never mind. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know exactly who I'm talking about. Well, anyway, in this particular project, we were doing a, a huge, huge... I mean, this was like a six to nine month project. I forget how long it was. But uh, literally, we, we were doing a video control room for a large... Uh, venue basically, uh-huh. but it was like a, a performance, a venue? performance venue. Okay, you know, with a big line array and the whole bit and everything. And we're doing a video. The video whose line array? It was uh, JBL. Oh, JBL. It was a okay. JBL. Cool. Line array. Yeah, and uh, it was a consultant design. Okay, ish. But ish. this engineer. Well, here, here's the dark part of it. That we're sitting there, and I had to literally create the one lines on the fly because Ooh. the engineer had not given us the, the drawings for wow. the, this room. He had them in his head. No. 
He didn't have them at all. Even after the project was done, he didn't have them in his head. He, mm. he, he was that bad. And literally, he shows up one day, pulls up his little table, puts up his laptop and a little printer. And he's like, and we're like, what are you doing? It's like, oh, I'm doing the one lines for the control room. It's like, dude, the thing's done. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, here, here, I gave him a bunch of pieces of papers. Well, you've been this chill. is how it's set up. Draw it to that. It's like, oh, no, no. It's, this guy was like, he wanted to change everything, even though after it was all done. It's already installed. And engineered much better than he the way he was doing it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the consultant spec was kind of more of a, like, get the, this is the general concept of how we Absolutely. want it to work. Yes. Not the specific. Right. And, and sometimes, sometimes that's all they're paid to do. Exactly. Yeah. It's well, that's a, a good point, David. Because talk to that. Because a lot of people on Twitter, uh, they hate consultants. Sorry, that's your profession. Um, and so, but I end up being <laughs> like the defender of consultants. And well, and, there's a lot of there, I, to their point. There's a lot of bad ones out there. There are some trunk sure. slammers out there that that just kind of maybe sell themselves. Um, as better than they are or, or as being more um, being able to give more direction than they're going to give and but there's a lot of them who are great and there's a lot of them that are great and then take on a limited scope where i just need you to write us a design intent yes and so then the integrator gets that and they're like this damn console sucks all he gave us was i'm like but that's all he was paid to do because yes. their budget sucks exactly yes they don't I want happen to, to work for one that doesn't take those projects so luckily yeah. you shouldn't hear those stories from us we don't no. we, we don't operate well that's that the way. blessing but there are a, there are a bunch that do well because everybody's hungry for business so if you if you decline it somebody else will take it but that doesn't yeah. mean it's a good project uh, yeah. right and uh, and exactly. and whoever ends up getting the contract that contractor is gonna be like oh my god i hate this stupid uh-huh yeah bleep 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 we've had some seriously seriously strange consultant specs so uh, david give us one of yours from your uh, installation days what, what was one of your dark side what, just something that was really like wow how did we get to this shit show I, well i had one that was actually kind of funny yeah um, we like funny i inherited a project that somebody else had designed and installed and it was in pretty bad shape um came in and uh, somehow convinced the client to pay us again <laughs> to design it the right way and i did it nice. and uh, i don't even i can't even believe that that happened so yeah we, we did that we worked it out and and completed the design guy was really happy but the funny part is um against our recommendation that you know back when codecs were so expensive they oh, had yeah. a codec form which we which we I, i've never liked and so um they had this in place and this is what they really wanted no problem we made it work and then left and then several months later um, our service tech kept getting these tickets um, system has feedback and we're like how, how does a video conference system have feedback the mics aren't going into the room it doesn't make any sense so after about three or four times of them coming out replacing microphones and doing all kinds of stuff sending me the DSP file and it looks fine I said you know what let me just go out there because I'm weird about that I, I, if I hear it happening my own self I can probably figure it out and so I went out and um, started choosing different codecs. And lo and behold, I get to one, and it goes, <laughs> And I, I just started laughing. I was like, okay, I think I know what this is. And the guy's like, no way. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, I th I'm pretty sure I know what this is. Hold on a second. So I take control of the codec, dial through the systems, and sure enough, what it was is somebody either unknowingly 
or knowingly, who was just a smart ass, had gone in, had found out how to get into the uh, audio config, and had sent a test tone oh, no. <laughs> into the room, and had caused months worth of trouble tickets and replaced gear, and yeah, uh... <laughs> all that pain. But yeah, and and I have a few of those stories where I I, I can just kind of hear stuff, and you know, it's a yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird gift. Well, and uh, <laughs> you know that did happen to be a, a pro AV issue, right? An issue with our gear. So I've got a story that uh, that does involve you somehow, uh, oh, and it's not yeah. your bad, but it was ironic because you had left working in integration, you were in consulting, and um, I got in a call from a previous employer of yours and. Uh, or an email and the sales guy's like hey we're having these issues client and he forwards this email and the client's like i'm gonna rip this manufacturer's product out if they don't fix it and i'm like why does the end user think that the manufacturer is installing the product but that's neither here nor there and uh so i was like oh hey salesperson can i take this off your plate and he was like please do please do here have here are the keys <laughs> to the castle run run girl run <laughs> so i take it over I uh, I talked with the head of engineering at the at the integrator. Uh, hey, can we get the commissioning engineer on the line? Oh, absolutely! And this guy's really smart, very bright commissioning engineer. I have total respect. And he had already had three or four truck rolls, right? So this is all just we're, we're just hemorrhaging money at this point, you know. And it was the issue of uh, feedback. So there was some type of feedback coming back into the room. And so I said to the commissioning engineer, have you called the manufacturer who I represented at the time? No, I haven't. I thought, mm, okay, that's nice. So eight times four, 32 hours, never call. And Mistake number one. I know. Oh God, I know. so much. And they have like a bat line number, right? You know, like mm. their rings. And I didn't even have a tech ID. And when I would call in tech support... They would answer within three minutes and i knew all the guys and they knew me and so i asked a bunch of questions is it analog blah 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 and so i call in to tech support within three minutes they call and they said oh yeah we strongly suspect it's the phone lines so right this is where ah. we're guilty until we prove ourselves innocent That's so fast right. forward it's several months later i'm sharing the story with you david uh but i've scrubbed no. the names of the innocent right uh. And you immediately <laughs> look at me and you go, I troubleshot that same problem three years ago. Is that XYZ at XYZ? And I was like, oh my God, how did you know that? You go, he did the same thing to me. He knows it's the phone lines. And I asked, I go, well, why wouldn't he just call his telephony provider? Well, because they don't give the same great customer service as his AV integrator. So a lot of times it's not our problem, but because, and especially yeah. now in the day of UC and... Right? right, all these other groups were all, you know, collaborating and converging, and you know, they dipping in each that, other's yeah. pawns. Right? There's tends to be a lot of pointing of fingers yeah. and and stuff like that. And yeah. I, I love that without you up. having identifying information, David, you knew exactly who it was. And I just I've had already heard the story. Figured it out. I don't know. <laughs> It's like the yeah you know, the, the customers like let me find uh, somebody to blame till oh till, it was great no no because gives me a different answer oh yeah like, no because like literally problem. four years later I met that customer so I'm yeah. at a, another dealer show not the one you used to work for and I see some ladies with some badges of that end user and I was like oh 
is XYZ here? And they're like, yes, he's downstairs. And I just sat there like, mm, my pretty, I can't wait till he comes up. And the minute he came up, I was like, yeah, dude, you suck. I totally <laughs> called him out on it. I did. I was like, by the way, he's like, no, no, no. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. I could care less. You can rip it all out now. But I'm telling you, you know, I just, I had to call him out on it. Nobody else was going to do it. He was a rogue end user operator. He needed yeah. to be checked. So I was like, uh, what do I care? He doesn't know me. Yeah, those kind of people, that's another show in itself. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't can't wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That brings us to our closing. It does. And in our closing, we always say, guys, I know you guys have opinions. I know you guys have pains that you're going through, topics you love to, to hear other people vent about. Let us know. Get on our Facebook page and in the comments say, hey, man, you got to do a show about, you know, Work until two in the morning, and why nobody understands why AV is so weird that we do stuff like that, <laughs> or whatever, whatever your topic is. I like the good, the bad, us, and the ideas. Ideas. Yeah, I think it's all yes. good. We we, we want to hear it all. Like, Absolutely. wouldn't you want to share something? We definitely right. like to celebrate our AV tribe. So you know, we yeah. we want to know. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you haven't figured it out, we're winging this, and we'd love <laughs> to have some kind of more input. Give us some ideas on what you guys want to hear, how you want to hear it, yeah. and how'd you like it delivered. Because we're still figuring all this stuff out. Um, as we've told you earlier, uh, it, it, here shortly it will turn into a video-centric uh, show. Exactly. Where, where Jerry's going to break the internet, a la Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Who knew? Who well, knew, guys? Kim Kardashian's ass. Not Wait till her, you but. see Jerry's tushy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they want to see your tushy. <laughs> However, if I drink enough, you might see some nipples. But. Uh, anyways. Um, we promise not to moon you. Yeah. <laughs> all, all three of our followers, I, I all, all five no of our subscribers. <laughs> David, David's not all in. David's like, what do we have to lose? It's in my writer. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have a writer for a podcast. That's yeah. awesome. Metcast. Yes, yes. Well, all right, guys. All well, right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, man. That's been fun, as usual. As usual, you know the other the other time that we did this, <laughs> <laughs> all two times. That's right. Subject right. matter experts. So. We do love the feedback, and uh, if you're enjoying us, let us know because that that drives us and keeps us going. And uh, you know, again, give us topics, suggestions, whatever, and it'll help everybody out. That's and, right. That's if you right. like us, tell a friend. If you don't, tell an enemy. Yeah, I agree. Well, <laughs> and, yeah, and, and and we will have guests in the future. Yes. So I think are guests are really guests, important. Yeah. We like a, a lot of perspectives. Some people are kind of scared to participate. I won't name names. Clay Weisner. That might get edited out by Jerry. <laughs> no. I may or may not. No. I'm not sure. <laughs> you just, you, you just beat me to it. That's all. <laughs> But yeah, we we know a lot of smart people, and we like hanging out with smart people right. outside of playing cards with humanity. So definitely uh, let us know, and uh, we'll invite you on. We want your perspective. It's right. important. And as you've seen, we are uh, capable of taking on a Skype call or Skype meeting, so have multiple guests. That's um, right. Or Zoom. Right. I, I'm Zoom and, partial. Myself. You know, if any guys are manufacturers, we would love to take your money for sponsorship. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We're always pimping for sponsors. So. That's right. All right, guys. Well, uh, it's been a great evening. Uh, Fun subject and lots of laughs. Have a great week. Keep it real. David, uh, can you say anything in Spanish besides orale that you'd like to say? Oh, man. man. Don't restrict me like that. Orale is my favorite thing. Vaya con Dios. But, um, uh, muy bueno. (laughs) Adios.
Adios, muchachos. Don, donde es la baños? Uh, uno más, por favor. Uno más cerveza, por favor. All right, good night, guys. Ciao, guys. Yeah, have a good one. Good night. Good night.